6 to 7 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. And let's welcome our guest on the line then, Zanella C, to just to look back at her career and why she is still, or how actually, she is still going so strong. Zanella, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us. All right, God? No, no, no. Who are you? Oh, sister, sister, Bosch. Oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Because we, we always see you when it's World Champs, Zanella, or when it's Paralympics. But but what do you do besides being an athlete? No, I can do NBA. I train actor. Focus on the athletics. Any indoor... And and how is training now? Is it still the same as when you started, or have you slowed down a little bit, Zanel? So you think COVID has slowed you down a little bit? <laughs> let's speak let's speak english since it's an english radio. yeah let's speak english since it's an english radio station before i complain okay 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 yeah so you're saying you were slowed down just because of covid yeah but my training went slow down when the covid starts because there was um no way to train mm. and um no, just no way to do anything. Mm. So everything was stuck. So from there, because to stay, not even doing some exercise, it was really slowing everything down. But you were still able to go to Tokyo. How did you get that right? <laughs> <laughs> you still went to the Paralympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened um, when they start to open a little bit, it was also a struggle, especially where I stay in Stenbosch because mm. we couldn't use the facilities. And then we went to stay in high performance in Pretoria mm. before we, we left to Tokyo. Oh, I see. And then you were able to prepare yes. there from, from tax. Yeah, but it was a, a very, very short time. Mm, I can imagine. And how do you look yeah. at your performances in Tokyo? How it was, was good, but it was not good also because of the the weather. Mm. But it was uh, for training there. It was nice as when I'm, uh, as I say that uh, the time was very short mm. for really training and prepare yourself. It was okay, but also for the supplement side, it was difficult because I was not using any of the supplement because also of the the money. Oh, I see. So maybe with more support, you could have had better training. Yeah, yeah. But because yes. for me, sorry, for me, I need a somebody around every time because I'm on wheelchair. Mm. I need somebody to help. Uh, only people like runners who were managing to train without a coach. Oh, I see. 
And yeah. but but Zanele, how are you still going so strong though at your age? How are you still going to Olympics because Paralympics? Because I believe you're still targeting Paris 2024. Is that right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what what keeps you going then with all these challenges that you've mentioned also? Ah, uh, only God is doing that because the energy, everything you get it from the above. Mm. Then you also tell yourself that's the only thing I can do, even if you get nothing out of it, but you just like, okay, life goes on. That's all mm. I can say. And, and to yeah. to be mentally prepared every mm. time you do something. So, yeah. And do you enjoy what you do? Do you love it? <laughs> I would say I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it because really... Other than that, I do nothing. There is nothing I do because I'm not educated. I can't say I will. I have a job, so it also takes time. So I'm I'm doing nothing. So yeah. Mm. But but would you like to be doing? Would you prefer to be doing something just be besides competing around the world? If there is something I can do, because really I'm struggling in anything to get money to get anything to put the food on the table it's a struggle that's why i only depend on the spot mm. although there is nothing you don't get money you just get happy if there is somebody who said okay i'll do something a little bit for you then yeah mm. So, so then, how 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 is the journey of a Paralympian? Then are you saying there's not enough money? Is it never enough? The journey is there. Is challenging. It's better if there is not enough money. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lie. There is no money, no support, nothing. At the moment, I'm only depending on Sasa. That's the only money we have, unless somebody gives you something a little bit, but there is nothing. Because when you do sport, you, you need the, um, you also look for your diet, what you mm. eat. For me, I don't have that time. I just eat whatever I, I manage to pay, I manage to buy. That's all I do. Mm. And and you don't get stipends or assistance maybe from the likes of Sarscock and other bodies? No. Nothing no. at all. So all these Nothing years, all. you've just been trying to do everything yourself? All these years, uh, Sarscock was really helping us out. Mm. Sarscock was really helping out. But after that, that's something. Also, when COVID starts, everything stops. Then everything, everything stops. So... Yeah, going forward, I'm trying, but they I don't know whether there is hope or I don't know. But on my side, in my mind, I will make sure that I prepare my mind to go forward. But when you look at what you've achieved, uh, Zanele Sito, I mean, winning gold at the Sydney Paralympic Games back in 2000, you defended in Athens also. I think you also won a, a silver in the discus back in Sydney back in 2000. You still won yes. a medal at the 2016. I mean, do you think for everything that you've given to the sport, you've received back what you've given in? Or do you think your life should be should be better right now because of what you've done for the country? Yes, yes. It should be like that, but 
Also, you know how South Africa is, how things are. Also, it depends who you are mm. to be in in the better position. So it's also difficult. You can talk now and promise and get a lot of promise to different corners, but at the end of the day, nothing. Mm. You you will also holding on those promises that you don't get anything after that. Then the years is are going forward. So every time I do what I can, if there will be a promise that will be um, really take me further, it will get me on the way. Mm. And I didn't even mention, how many World Championships titles do you have? Yo, I don't know. There's so many. There are so many. I don't want to lie. You know? I know you won in France the one year, ne? Yeah. You won gold in France in the javelin. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there are so many. Ever since I started to do sports, I never stopped. So mm. it's a lot. It's a lot. And then when it comes to traveling to all these countries, then what kind of support do you have? Is that, or is that also a challenge? It's a big challenge. That's why I said to you, uh, Southcock was helping a lot. Because uh, each and every way we, we were used to go uh, Europe for the the winter games, so Saskatchewan was helping us out. But ever since, there is nothing. Besides that, it was a big challenge, and it's still a big challenge. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, also better when you travel overseas, you also get the. Um, the people you can compete with and you compare yourself with somebody else, you get a competitor. In South Africa, we don't have a competitor. We only have nationals, which is also a struggle to reach to nationals because when you go to nationals, you need money for the transport to reach there. You need this, you need that. It's too much, but yeah, Mm -hmm. God is there. And how do you feel when you go overseas and you see maybe other athletes that are in the same situation as you that are probably looked after better than our athletes here in the country? It's sad. It's very sad. But on the other side, we try what we can do because in South Africa, mostly we do have facilities, yes, but we don't have um, facilities that we can use, indoor facilities, like when it is cold in winter, when it is raining. If it's raining, you can't go train. Other countries, I understand, they have the indoor facilities. So anytime you you get, you have to use it. It's not also easy to be outside when it, uh, the weather it doesn't um, work with you because at the end of the day you get sick, you can take yourself to the doctor. You only have to go maybe to the chemist. But yeah, it's how it is. It's life. It's life, and we must soldier on, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to decorated athlete, a Paralympian, gold medal winner at the World Champs, first black athlete to win the gold medal at the Paralympics back in Sydney 2000 in the Javelin, as Zanele Siutu. She was also flag bearer back in Rio uh, 2016. She's also been awarded the Order of Ikamanga, but she's just telling us about the challenges that she's faced in her journey. And and maybe some people, a lot of people, Zanele, will not know your story. Let's just talk, let's just go back firstly. Where is Zanele from? Zanele is from Madadiel. I was born in Madadiel, but on the other side, I was everywhere. I was everywhere. Okay, I was born in Madadiel. 
I grew up in District 2. I oh. came to South Africa because my, my parents were traveling a lot. My mm. father was a, a builder, so he was uh, traveling everywhere. Then I came back to South Africa in, uh, nine, in 82. I got sick. I went to hospital then, yeah, since then, I used the wheelchair because the doctor didn't uh, really come with the right answer, what is it? I came back, I went to special school in 85. Then I also started to do sport there in the Eastern Cape. I moved to Johannesburg in um, Jimistin. Uh, 2009, I moved to Stellenbosch till today. Mm. And 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 you saying you 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 get sick? That's what led you to being in a wheelchair. How, did you just get sick all of a sudden? Because some stories were, were saying you were in an accident, but some were saying you just got sick and you were taken to hospital. I just got tired actually because yes, I normally say I got sick, but my sickness I was not even on the medication. Mm. My body just went. Tired, that's all. I couldn't feel anything from head to toe. I was like oversleeping. Mm. That's all what I was doing because it took me three years doing the same thing, like oversleeping, wake up maybe two minutes, then I sleep again, I'll wake up the next day. Mm. That's all that was happening. Did you spend these three years in hospital? Yep. Sure. <laughs> 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 and and why did it take so long for you to be in hospital? Did they not know what was wrong with you? No, no, nothing, nothing. As I tell you, nothing to tell. There was mm. nothing because every time I do remember when I go for the X-rays and ever, but yeah, it was just like that. No just, answer, nothing. And you couldn't use your legs. No, the whole body, not even the legs, the, oh, whole, the whole body, body. from head to toe, that's all. So, yeah, I was not even in the medication at that moment. Sure. And how old were you at the time? <laughs> Eleven. Sure, so, how did you take the news then when they told you that you won't be able to walk again at that age? For me, I was okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I ended up in the uh, hospital in Peter um, Marisbeck. So the hospital I was in, um, I went to the, I forgot the, the name of the uh, big uh, hospital. Mm. Then they took me to the smaller hospital where there is a, a children's hospital. Mm. So I was there. Most of the time I was used to see the children around with crutches, wheelchairs. So my mind didn't um, twist anything. I just see them just wish. Oh, that means if I'm, I'm using a wheelchair, I can uh, use it like this one. Or if it crutches, like this one. That's all. And, and Nothing disturbed yes. my mind. Sure. And your family, how did they react to, to the news? Or to the fact that you couldn't walk? To be honest, I don't know. But what I think they were shocked. Then, But when I went back home, I was not treated especially. Mm. I was like all other children. So I, I also managed to do everything in the house. 
just like that. So, yeah. There was you, not you, even a special change in the house, even to my sisters and brothers. Were you cleaning and still doing dishes? Yes. Sure. I, I see some somebody doing something. When somebody is not there, I'm alone. I copy, I do it. Mm. <laughs> so it's how I manage to do everything. And then when were you introduced to sport? Were you playing sport before you got ill or before you got tired or did you start playing sport then after this incident? No, at school I was uh, running, mm. but in a lazy side of it. But yeah, then I, I didn't like to travel when I was young. That's the other thing. So uh, at school, when I went to special school, we used to do the um, the sports. Mm. I used to see the others when they do sport, then I just joined, not knowing that uh, we'll travel one day, but I just saw them trying to do whatever they do because anything I see, I, I want to try it out. So from then, they um, selected me in 80, 87. Mm. I refused to travel. Oh. 88, Why? I refused. I, I didn't like to travel. That's, mm. that's the thing. I did love to do sport, any sport, but even if it's the music, but I don't want to travel. Mm. Even when I was still young, still managing to walk, there would be something at school, I won't say at home. I will say after, because I didn't like. <laughs> so 88, I also refused. But um, I asked them if I would go only once. I'll never go again. They said, yes, we're coming to Cape Town for nationals. Then from there, yeah. But I didn't like to travel. Anyway, I don't like to travel, but I do. Is it is it because of the challenges? Is it because of being in a wheelchair? Is it a lot for you? No, 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 no. Even it's before. Even, even before, before, you just then. didn't like traveling? Yes, yes, even when I was still young. I can do everything around but to travel, uh, it was not my thing. Mm. So at, at which stage then did you realize that actually you could be good then in sport and you could compete international and represent your country? Uh, I don't know. I, I never also thought of going overseas. Oh. I don't want to lie. As I was also, every time if there will be nationals they have to beg me a lot that <laughs> you have to go then the promises you know mm. so i tried by all means to refuse but i'm like okay i will go once then my first time in nationals in 1988 i, I came with three medals because i was also doing championess then i came oh. with three medals yes i started in Bosch. then from there the next year I have to travel again. Hey, they have to beg me full time again. <laughs> then it's another promise. Then year ninety six I went overseas. Then I'm like I will go only once. Hmm. So after my competitions, like you travel around then they ask where which place do you wanna see around here because we went to England. Then I, I was like, I just need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I wanted at that time. So yeah. And and how has it been over the years? Have you become used to traveling now? Or you still don't like traveling? 
I'm just traveling. It's not that that much I like. I don't like that much, but I just I just go. Ah, but you've been to so many countries, eh? <laughs> I mentioned Sydney, Athens, Rio, Birmingham was the world champs. I can't remember where they were in France back in 2002. I think it was Lille. I think that was, it was Lille. You've been, mm-hmm. you've been to New Zealand. You've been to Doha. <laughs> I'm sure there's, yeah. there's one country you've enjoyed, though, traveling to. I don't know which one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I do go now. Mm. Then, after that, like, I go there, I'm fine. But immediately I'm done with my competition, I just think home. You just want to come back home? I just want to come back home. And the other thing, I don't know whether it's for me or whatever. When you go overseas, you go for Paralympics, Mm. you go there. From here, you go to the village. From the village, you go training. Mm. You go back to the village, you go training. You go compete, competing, then you're done. You go home. You can't really go around and, and see. see. Yes, yes. Mm. But even then, for me, once I'm done, really, I don't mind if I didn't go anywhere just to come back home. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. No, you re- you really like homes, Anele. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, but nice it'd be nice to see the world too. I wish I could travel to all these countries that you've traveled to. But let's talk about Sydney 2000. Would you say that was the big breakthrough for you? Those Paralympic Games. What memories do you have of those games? Because you made history there. There, I I don't know how to explain. As I was saying. I was not the traveler person. I didn't learn a lot in sport. Mm-hmm. I just, when we went for national, I just see um, different the disabilities. Then on the other side, I look at myself, I'm like, oh, that means I'm getting stronger. I'm not the, I don't feel ashamed of myself, you know. Mm. So it's what I was learning from the others. Not in my mind was not in that spot side, mm. so I was also learning to understand the different disabilities from uh, different people. That okay, there is this disability, there is this one. Mine is better than that one. I also feel for that person who's got a, a disability that is it, it looks worse than mine mm. but at the end of the day i learned something out of it that even if you have any type of disability there is something that you can do something that people can learn out of you and appreciate it mm. then in sydney I, re- I i don't know because i didn't know anything about the olympics the paralympics nothing then there, after my first competition to get a gold a record, I didn't even understand, especially when you come to records, <laughs> because in South Africa, yes, I used to get the the records. I'm sorry, the the medal. Mm. So I was just seeing the medal, but when you come to the re- record, we have to explain and how you feel. <laughs> I was like. I don't know, but I got confused that I broke a record where, how, you know, those things were confusing in my mind. Like, 
I was, I don't remember myself seeing a record, whatever it is, you know. Mm. So to explain that, how do you feel? I was like, I'm lost. Because now people, they want to know how do you feel to break a record. <laughs> now it's like that. You've made history. You see? So it was confusing to me. Like, I don't understand these things, you know. But really, I was happy also that time I was training myself, mm. you know. I didn't have a coach, so yeah, then on the other side of me, it did put me to the other side that I really learn a lot slowly, bit by bit, then to make me understand. For those who are just joining us, we're speaking to Zanele Situ. She was the first South African female black athlete to win a Paralympic title at the Sydney 2000 um, uh, Paralympic Games. If you have any questions, any comments for her, you're welcome to send us your voice notes. 061-4104-107. That's the number for voice notes. Or you can call us on 086-000-2032. So then, Zanele, when they said you were the first South African female black athlete to win a Paralympic title, was that a shock also to you? You didn't understand what the fuss was about. I was. I didn't understand anything. What are they talking about? I just see people coming to me, giving me the phone. I want to talk to you. They write a paper. Like I don't know. Mm. I don't know what even what's happening. You know, even that excitement. I didn't have it. I was just seeing people running around like I'm lost. Sure. You see, now I'm lost, and I'm getting more lost now because. I don't understand what is really happening. You just wanted to throw a javelin. I was done at that moment. (laughs) So I was like, "Uh, okay. I don't know. Anytime they ask, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm okay. That's all I can say. So, yeah. And and, now as you grow up, you you learn things. You just laugh, you know. But, yeah. And you start to appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. And and you were also, I mean, honored or, or awarded the order of Ikamanga by the then president back in 2003. How was that moment for you? Yeah. You see, that's the big question that always <laughs> freak my mind. How will I say? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even I know. I was really very honored because the... Uh, um those awards they really for the people who did their their work they um they give their time full time to their job and everything really i was really honored because i never thought of it i was really honored do you remember what the president said to you at the time did he say anything no, you 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 i don't i don't remember <laughs> But he said something. I think yes. Yes, he did. No matter. And he did. What was it? I don't know. You know, you know, when, and that time, my English was not my thing. Like English, Mm. me and English, you talk, I just say, thank you, done. (laughs) You know, so that's why I'm saying, that time we were learning things bit by bit, mm. you know. So, but really, really, I did with all my heart appreciate. So what do they give you? Do they give you a certificate? Do they give you a medal? I've got a, it's a medal. Uh. 
it's um it's a medal with other two small pins they also similar to a medal and hey, how do you call it yeah these things that are written with that paper you can roll it hey, I don't uh, know the name. but you still have them but yes Oh, that's good. As, lo- as long as you still ha- have them. Okay, hold on. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and uh, continue talking to Zanelli C2 after this break. 061-4104-107 is the WhatsApp voice note number. Uh, good evening, my brother. You've got to start a wonderful person. Wonderful person, a role model. But my wish, I wish you could have invited the Minister of sports and culture there to hear, to listen to that lady and what they think. They splash money on useless things, but there are people out there who have got South Africa at heart who can't even put food on the table, who can't even afford a roll-on. How can you take that lady to go out to overseas? Then you expect her to, to see around in that country, yet she doesn't afford a roll on roll on that's why she's always thinking of coming back home after any competition Lisa from Brixton uh, good evening Taviso it's in the sea Elvis Duana Pringle Bay yeah I'm just listening to you and uh, your cast yeah you know what Taviso the people from a rural area, just was even myself, I'm from a rural area. If they can just uh, like uh, go and uh, 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 give us some, uh, you see, encouragement. There's a lot of people. Hi, Tabiso. I am really very humbled. And uh, you have invited one of the forgotten athletes, maybe let me say. Uh, the Paralympians, they have to be given at least some kind of chance and also the citizens and uh, all of us to be knowing them. I am really, really, really humble to hear all the story and everything that she have went through. I hope, uh, Brother so you can look for the others which are forgotten and everyone that who is around this anonymous i'm very happy to listen to you guys god bless the sister thank you so much Sizanele, for your story it truly is inspiring thank you for making south africa proud you know your journey is quite remarkable and you know as we're listening um, i'm getting inspired and i'm learning so much from you it's a pity that our heroes are not taken care of the way that they should but thank you for taking the time to share this with us it's not here in richest Bay. good evening my brother and the lady yeah just one thing i would like to encourage the lady to carry on to soldier on but uh, really it's a disgrace it's a disgrace the lady is not uh, is, is raising the flag for south africa but south africa cannot even uh mean take care of the lady this is really a disgrace my brother it's a big disgrace that's all i can say but lady keep it up keep it up my angel
maybe one day someone will see yeah really they throwing money in a useless things hi that's a big disgrace um thank you angel thank you my angel be strong carry on flashback fridays flashback fridays on safm Okay, thanks for those voice notes, guys. I've got to tell you, I'm also as shocked as you. I mean, I thought Zanella would be well looked after. Uh, two gold medals from, from the Paralympics. She's got a silver. She's got a bronze also. She's got two golds from the World Champs and I think five bronze um, bronze medals from the World Champs also. So she's been a true servant of the country. She's even been a flag bearer, by the way. 2016 uh, Rio Paralympic Games, that's when she carried the flag for South Africa. So I can understand why people are upset and they don't believe that she's still struggling to make ends meet. What do you want to say to the people that are giving you messages of support, Zanele? I would like to say thank you very much to, to them. They mustn't get tired of uh, the complaints because it's really true. We we people with doing sport or with a disability, there is nothing because Sasa money is really not enough. It doesn't carry you for a month, even if you are alone. It doesn't take you anywhere. You just go once to the shop, then it's done. Mm. So I say a very big thanks to them. Okay. And and you saying that, I mean, you achieved all these things, and for you, you didn't feel anything. You were just there to compete. But I'm sure, I'm sure there was a time when you felt something when your daughter was born, Zanele, in between this time of you going <laughs> up and around the world. And then, boom, you had a daughter. The, at least you should have felt something there. How did you feel? <laughs> I, I, was so, I was so happy because that time I was still doing sports. Mm. I was going with her everywhere I was still pregnant. Then oh. when she, I got bed. I also still leave her after, I think after a week or after a few days, mm. I think after a week, then I was up and down busy with the sport. So she didn't really hold me back that now I have a child, I'm a mother. Mm. But when I'm in the house, I'm a mother. When I, I'm outside, I'm not a mother. Mm. I'm just a, a athlete like in everybody. And... And and did you have any concerns or worries about the pregnancy, especially because you are in a wheelchair also? And how was the pregnancy for you? No, pregnancy was like any other person because I knew that the pregnancy won't hold anything back. It doesn't change mm. that I'm, I'm, I'm Zanelle. It doesn't change that I'm having a disability. So pregnancy is also not a disability. Mm. And and which year was this? I'm trying to figure out. Was it before Athens or, or after Athens? <laughs> it was 2004. That's five. Athens, eh? 2005. 2005. Yes. So when you went to defend in Athens, were you pregnant? In Athens? Mm. No, Athens was, was 2004. And four, or no. you? Okay. So uh, it was 2005. The, the year later. And what's after, her name? Azamazi. Azamazi, and guess what? She joins us on the line now. <laughs> Azamazi, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Good evening. How are you doing? Um, good, thanks. And you? I'm fine. We're celebrating your mother here. Your mother is a legend, one of South African sports legends. Do you Are you aware of what she's achieved? Yes, I am very aware, and I'm proud of her. Does she tell you what she's done or she just doesn't like to talk about her achievements? 
<laughs> she doesn't tell me, but like I, I, I see her everywhere on TV, on Google. <laughs> She's just everywhere, and I know when she travels and everything. So I even know that from her coaches. So <laughs> I know that that is amazing. Does she bring you nice stuff when she travels? Yes, she <laughs> likes she likes getting me stuff. She's always thinking about me. Mm. <laughs> and and you are you are you also an athlete? Are you involved in sports? Yes, I do play um, netball and oh. I do rhythmic gymnastics and I'm at our school's choir. Oh, you're a singer too? Yes. Does that come from your mother or not? It does, because my mom also <laughs> did music at school. Oh, yes, she also did music yeah. at school. Yeah. Zadela, how has the journey of being a mother been? I mean, how do you even, you're saying you left her when she was still young. How do you even find the balance with being a mother and being an international athlete? <laughs> you know, I love to have her around. I love, she's my everything. Mm. She's my friend. She's, she's not my child. She's just my everything. Mm. Because any problem I have, I talk to her. If I want to talk, if I... Anything, she's my everything I need. I just have easy because she's also the easy child. If I'm gone, I'm gone. If I'm back, I'm back. I have her time. If I have to go somewhere, she knows that that time I'm not her mother. If she gone to school, she is. the parents are at school. Once mm. she's back, through that door, now she's my child. I also managed to know that if I'm going for training, once I go out, I'm going out, I'm just a man. When I come back, I'm a parent. Now I must know I have her time. When I'm there, I make sure that I make time for her. When I'm not there, I'm not there. But she must also try to know that anybody who is out there, she must respect that person, knowing the person or don't know the person, because as a person, you live with the other people. So they respect it everywhere. I also respect her and and everything. She's my everything. Did you encourage her to do sport or is that cousin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just love to do sport because at the end of the day, if you're not doing sports, you just do nothing. You, you get bored, you know. Mm. Especially if you have got nothing to do. At least do sports, do something instead of sitting and be miserable. Yeah. Mm. And and I'm sure you're also big on education because you told us earlier on that uh, maybe because of education, that's why maybe you're not working or doing anything. Is that something that you emphasize on, on Azamazi? Everything. Everything. Because for me to not educate it is because I was um, I was sick. Mm. You know, I couldn't continue. So for her, I'm trying by all means that she is going to school. She's. Uh, I want her to reach where she wished to to reach at mm. the end of the day. And what would that be for you, Azamazi? Where where would you like to see yourself? Oh, we've just lost her. Oh, okay. Apologies for that. And what are what are besides sports and singing? What are interests? Where do you think she will fit in when she's older? I'm saying, what are her interests besides sports and in education? What is her focus? Uh, she wanted to be a pilot. 
actually oh, nice. the first time. But the problem, the monies and everything, mm. they also putting her in the position that she need to try to um, to choose something else. Otherwise, I wish her to to do what she wished to do and go anywhere in the world where she want to. And enjoy traveling. Yes. Yes. And you also released a book, actually, I even forgot, a couple of years ago there was a book that came out about your story. Why did you feel it was important for you to put your story in a book? <laughs> no, 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 not me. Okay, there was the other lady who wanted to write a book about me. She mm. was doing it specially for the, the children. I think it was the school somewhere in Cape Town. Mm. So I thought I'm going to rewrite the book because I asked her to do it on my behalf because I couldn't really go there and sit down with her and have time because of this uh, up and down from on my side. I'm not always around. Mm. So she tried to put the story together. I thought I'm going to write a book about it, but eh, yeah, I'm still going to try. It's never too late. It's never too late, Zanella. And, and I mean, we've spoken about your challenges here. If there are people listening, you never know who's listening. What what kind of assistance maybe do you need just to make your life a little bit better? Because you can't be surviving on grants, especially if you're a national icon and a national hero like this. Hey, I don't know which one I can say because on my side, I need everything. Mm. I need a house. I need money. I need, I just need everything. Or maybe I will say, uh, I don't know. Okay, I need a, a house. So where do you stay family. now? I'm in Southern Bush. Um, Southcock was uh, helping me with the rent. It's mm. a place where I rent. I also rent, but he started to get the money for the rent. But yeah, besides that, I need a house. I need money to make sure that my daughter is going to school till she finishes the university. Mm. I need food to eat at the end of the day because we eat whatever is, uh, I can manage to buy. Mm. Um, yeah, I need the support in, in all sides in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we never. You never know who's listening, and we've got a few a, a few people that we can also think of. I actually saw today, um, Chipamping is building a house for Lusanda Tumke, the SA rugby women's player who's at the World Cup now. It's a beautiful story, and Chipa always tells us about his own story and how he likes to give back. And actually, today they built a house for Lusanda Tumke, so it's possible. We never know who is listening mm. here, and I'm glad we've been able to speak to you, Zanele, so that we can tell your story and people can hear your story. Because honestly, some of us we thought you are well looked after by this country. I mean, you've received the order of Ikamanga. You've brought back mm. gold medals from the Paralympics. You're still going strong at your age, still going to Tokyo. And really, it can't be right, like the listener said, that you're struggling like this. It can't be. Mm. Yeah. And just finally, I, I want to end on a sad note. I don't know if you've heard the news. One of your biggest supporters, Cheryl Roberts, she used to write so much about you, asking why you're not getting the support and the recognition. Yes, yes, yes. Did you hear the news about her passing today? No. Yours, Anel. I'm sorry you have to hear it from me. I honestly have no idea. We just received the news just before we came on air today. I mean, just before we came on air at 7, that Cheryl Roberts is no no more. Oh, 
Oh, may her soul rest in peace. She was a big supporter of you, eh? She yeah, wrote she a was. lot she about was. you. Mm. No, Zanelli, we're going to have right. to leave it here just because of time. I'm sorry to end on that note. But thanks for yeah, speaking yes, to us tonight. We'll spread the word. People have heard, and hopefully something good will come out of this. And we're going to catch up with you and just keep checking on you and Azamaz and how you guys are doing. Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you very you much for time. speaking to us. Thank you, Zanelli C2. Paralympian gold medal winner, Oda Ofikamanga recipient, first black female to win a gold medal at the Paralympic Games and at the age of 50 she is still going strong went to tokyo paralympics and she's now targeting 2024 in paris there and yeah i really think that it's 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 it's, it's a sin it's not right that she's, she's struggling like this not even having a house there she's renting and she's just basically surviving on the grant which is not on. Hopefully, some good Samaritans are listening to us and hopefully something will come out of this interview. But we have to leave it here. The hour's gone by so fast. It's 8 o'clock. We have to hand over to news. Supersport United have scored against the Kukuna Bradley Hrobla with the goal there. There's also rugby tonight in the URC. Uh, the Lions are proud of Joburg playing Edinburgh at 8.35. Uh, Bridget is coming from Devon. She's gone home, Bridget. Must be nice. Okay, Bridget, say hi to the parents there. <laughs> 